Welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller, hosted by Leandra Medine and Cohen. I go by both, either or, this or that. You might notice that my voice is a little uppity right now. That's because it is 95 degrees in New York City. I'm wearing my, like, ideal outfit. I would never want to wear anything else ever again in the history of outfits. But anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. As you may or may not know, it is Friendship Month on Man Repeller, which is that thing where we talk about friendship and write about friendship. And friendship can mean a lot of different things, right? Like sometimes I feel like my shoes are my friends. Sometimes I feel like my sweaters are my friends. Sometimes I feel like I am my only own friend. But today, we're going to be a little bit more literal about it. I have next to me Amelia Christina Barcelona Diamond. She is officially the deputy editor of Man Repeller, but has really been functioning more as like the fashion director as of late. And we've been working together for how long now? Um, I think it's four years this August. It's, she thinks. It's, it's four, four years it's four this years, August. Actually, four years August 15th. Uh-huh. But so today we're going to talk about, because a lot of you have asked whether or not it's challenging that Amelia and I work together because before we started working together, we were really close friends. We met when we were 21 while interning at a startup. It was a fashion media startup and uh, just clicked really fast. Yeah. And we stayed really close. I went abroad the subsequent semester and she came to visit me. I had literally only known her for six months and I was like, why the fuck is this serial killer coming to Paris? Leandra forced me to come visit her. I didn't force her to come visit. Anyway, I came back from Paris. We remained very close. And I would say about a year after I started Man Repellers when I said to myself that Amelia was not being leveraged to the best of her ability, and if the world wanted to see her sparkle, she needed to work with someone like me who was going to give her a stage. True or false? True. You're my stage mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I hired you, Man Repeller was still very much my personal style blog. Yeah. What motivated you to take the risk? Um, I had a friend who like just very much saw Man Repeller for um, what it could be versus I think like what it was at the time. And it was in a way that you were positioning it and that you yourself saw it. But remember what the quitting Google joke? Yeah. It was like her equivalent of like, don't, don't like not join Google. I was antsy to, to move up and to do sort of the next step in my career. And someone else had approached me and I was kind of considering it because any change is sort of exciting and it's flattering to be considered for something else. And I just remember, you know, taking that interview and then thinking, why the hell would I go start a new company with just as much risk and you know insecurity and not a lot of precedent set why would I go and start one that like was not run by my best friend when that was the option lingering I just I think I trusted you inherently I knew you would take care of me and I never saw it as a sinking ship but I was like if something happens like like there was just no worst case scenario right I was like so we start something else together or what were your biggest hesitations um, well, I, I was nervous to join as a writer because I didn't think I would be a writer. I guess I was nervous. I was more nervous to join Man Repeller and not be ready to bring enough to it than I was for like something, quote, bad to happen and for me to have to go back to a more traditional job. Like I was never worried about getting a job after Man Repeller. And even now when people are like, I have the choice between this like weird startup and this, you know, super established Thing. I, and if you're deciding between the two, I'm always like, you can never look bad on your resume for taking a risk. Yeah. Like ever. So it fails. Okay. Like mm-hmm. move on. It, and like, and like explain why that was a learning opportunity and it exactly. shows that you're, 
it, you know, that's really good career advice. Yeah, I really believe that. Um, but I, I never thought it was that. I was more concerned that I wasn't going to bring to you like some level of expertise that like I thought maybe you had been like looking for and needed. But I just had my Saturn return reading, and the man who did it said something that really stuck with me, and I'm going to totally mess it up. But he was basically saying that in life there are no correct choices. Like there just can't be. That makes no sense. Like you never know that you're making the right choice. But you make the best choice, and then you take all of your actions into making that have been the right choice. Yeah, that's, that is so true. What advice do you have for friends who are either thinking about working together, about to embark on a concept together? I think that just because you're best friends doesn't mean you work well together. I think that sometimes, I think you kind of gut know whether you're going to work together or not, but something seems like such a fun idea that maybe somewhere in the back of your head, you know, like this is a bad idea. But I think if you are going to work together, like I think maybe we were a bit, it's sort of almost funny that we didn't do this, but let's say we were going to do this now, the way that I'm set up now is I would be like, okay, let's put in writing like our, our expectations and like our, like our red lines and our, and like our, our code words just like, um, it's almost like setting up a prenup, which I'm really glad we didn't do. I guess if you're going to work with a friend, like I think you just have to have really clear rules in place if just in case they're not there like as they were for us naturally. Right. Like we are not like we are we are we aren't going to talk about money. Like I think that's a big thing is like money and and friendship can can totally ruin it, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like these are when we're going to have conversations about having a raise or or getting a raise or, you know, a promotion just as you would in a workplace. Like I, if you were going to be the boss of someone to say like, here is what I expect of you of work hours or you can't be the boss of someone. You can just like manage them at work. Is that like a, is that like a legal term? No, no. Generally there's no such thing as like a human boss. Yeah. <laughs> Other than yourself. Yeah, that's true. It's not a legal thing. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Well, it's, a, <laughs> it's an existential thing. Yeah. I would say that you have to, um, I mean, not that you really have to know yourself, but you really have to know how you work with someone. Like a really good way to figure out whether or not you're going to work well with someone is uh, number one, by putting yourselves together in a high stress situation and seeing how you fare. Yeah, so go cliff, go cliff diving. Go cliff diving together. Or like be on the same team during an Apache relay or something. What's an Apache relay? Yeah, like color war. <laughs> Isn't like just a color didn't war. Didn't you guys have like wasn't your field day at camp in Apache? I don't know what we called it that. Oh. Okay. And on that note, I'm Malcolm Gladwell. This is Revisionist History. She's so weird. <laughs> We also used to joke when we, when we were still interning together that we were going to start a blog together and call it um, Ponytails and Broken Nails. And then Cats and, ba- Cats and Babies was after Man Repeller. It was going to be our it was going to be our equivalent of like a Perez Hilton. Yeah. 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 I know. I just don't know where he is. I don't know. We just 